What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And we're married and we like to get scared together. Oh, I almost bungled the the big uh, line that everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. There it is. There it is. We're married. Yeah. We did it. It only took two years of waiting. (laughs) Oh, my God. We did it. We did it, and it was the fucking best. And that's actually uh, kind of what we're going to be talking about today. We figured today, first episode back in, what, two months or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, we figured it'd be a real casual episode. And in this episode, we will discuss the things we- we've been up to, including the wedding and that little cameo in Scream. Yeah, I guess. What? Is that a spoiler? I is it a spoiler? Look, it's been out. It, it's been out. If you wanted to see it, you either saw it or you couldn't due to COVID, in which case I'm sorry. But, like, you <laughs> definitely didn't hear it first from us. It's been posted all over. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I always say that because I tweeted about it, but probably too early, and everyone got mad at me. You tweeted the day that the movie came out, and you it were It was like, the day the embargoes were up, so I thought, okay, I can tweet about it. I just didn't think my dumbass would be a spoiler. <laughs> and you asked me, and I was like... I'm going to (laughs) wait, and you did it, and then you had some people reply, and then you deleted it very quickly, so. Yeah, I got scared. (laughs) I know everyone was yelling at me. (laughs) It's okay, honey. It's all right. Yeah, we're just going to hang out. Like, it's it's our first episode back. Let's just vibe, I guess. Yeah, I'm feeling great about uh, being back here, not only because I love the podcast, but today we posted that, today as in the day we're filming this, uh, posted that that highlight reel that a fan made. So good. And it's just... Give their name. Uh, they just wanted to be linked in their YouTube channel, so we'll throw the, the link to their channel in this description okay, as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they posted that on the subreddit. It was a nine-minute video. I figured I would like watch it and then you know probably turn it off after 30 seconds no i watched the whole thing when it ended i wanted more and that seems to be the consensus among yeah, a lot of people yeah it's just 9 minutes of this <laughs> podcast out of context and i hope that it reaches people who don't normally watch the or haven't seen the podcast or listen to it so that I think maybe people think this is like a serious show. Or it, it can be. It can be, but there's also a lot of butthole talk. Apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk so much about poop. Like I n- never realized how much we talk about poop and child murder. Yeah, those happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it got me excited too. I was like, oh yeah, this is it's a fun this show. This is gonna be fun. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we get crazy over here. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, how about we start with Scream? Because that's a probably a shorter tale than talking about the wedding. I don't know. Yeah, people. Well, I we should talk about the movie too, because I know people want to hear what we. Oh, think about I can't it. do a full thing on the movie because should I, that just I would be wanna, its own thing? Yeah, maybe when it comes out on on Blu-ray or home release, because I want to watch it with some notes and then sure, talk about okay. it. Cause like, I want to give that the full attention. I mean, short condensed version is I fucking loved it. I really love it. And yeah. not just cause we're in it. Not just cause we're in it. And not just cause we're friends with radio silence <laughs> who came to our wedding, which was dope. That was pretty cool. I, you know, and, and just so that people don't think that we're just, uh, 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 categorically praising it. I will say 
there was no chase scene, and I wish there was. Mm-hmm. Chase scenes are kind of piv- uh, pivotal to Scream. And uh, mm, I don't know. I just love the rest of it. I, yeah, there I was some. There was some like I wish the there were a little a few more moments of the legendary three, the legacy characters together. Yeah, and maybe like some all more, three of them, and maybe some more emotion based on what happens mm-hmm. in there. Like seeing more of that explored, but like overall, I loved it's a it. Solid movie. It's a it's a great scream movie. That's an update of the franchise in the modern horror. I think you know people have said this on Twitter that scream movies work best when they're like a state of the union mm-hmm. about the current uh, landscape of the horror genre, and I think that this movie was perfectly that. Yeah, this movie, it kind of touches on everything that's, you know, like elevated horror and... Requels. The nature of fandom. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I found it funny. Uh, I don't know if I found it scary, but... I There's a few scenes that I, if not scary, I just was like, ooh, like this is... Uh, the, the whole mood of it Dylan Minnette scene is suspenseful and funny at the same time in the way that they do it. I love that scene. I love the production design in that scene. So mm-hmm. good to see Judy's house uh, just match her character perfectly. And she's a character who in Scream 4, yes. I'm like... Eh. I will fully... I think in our in our big kind of overview of Scream that we filmed in costume, oh, I yeah. was like, I don't know if I love Sheriff Judy. Like, I think I was pretty in on her. Yeah. But I love her in this new movie. In, I think she's so funny. Like, she's written so perfectly. And and it's like, it's the same character. It is. They, it's like the character's not different, but I think that they use parts of that character's personality to such good effect. Yeah, and it makes me retroactively like her more in Scream 4. Yeah, like, same. It's, so, like, great work with that. Also, she was in really nice person marley shelton yeah she was i really nice. like talking yeah. to her, her and a lot. dylan together were her, so yeah we, nice. we interviewed those two we got the like okay please hang up thing from the we studio. got that a lot we got that a lot yeah <laughs> yeah the studios probably hate us interviewing everyone because we just want to hang out <laughs> so just let us hang out with your cast man. yeah so yeah. i guess uh we'll, we'll talk about the wedding more i promise but let's can we talk about how scream even happened like, yeah because i'm sure okay, lots we, of people are like how did that how did you we've wind been up in the keeping movie? that secret since march march 2021 us alive yeah so march 2021 uh you know we were still in that god that was like still kind of that was pre-vaccine so that yeah. was still during like the dark era where we had moved into the house i and think we were just i was like, taking a break too from yeah the, i can't remember if that's when i took some time off I needed a little break. Mm-hmm. But I just remember, you know, it was, it was during that, like, darker period of time where we had recently moved into the house. It was still under a lot of construction and work, so, like, it didn't feel like a home yet. And uh, Yeah, I, like, not really being able to have people over. Exactly. That, like, that, that sucked. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome house, and it's great to have people over uh, to entertain, but we couldn't back then. And then, what, you got a text I from them? I think I got a text. I forget. Maybe Tyler... And he was like, hey, could you and James do us a favor? And I feel like we instantly knew what it was. We had an inkling. We're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, a favor. And if you didn't know, the Radio Silence guys, there's Matt, Chad, and Tyler, Mm -hmm. uh, all great guys. We initially came into contact with them when I covered Ready or Not on The Kill Count, because that was their previous movie before Scream. And I uploaded it, and it got blocked by a copyright claim. And I tweeted about it, and... 
they messaged me on Twitter. I forget who did it. Maybe their their radio silence account. Maybe it was Matt. But they were like, hey, we're big fans of your work and we want to see this video. So we're going to help you get it unblocked. And I was like, what the fuck? The, yeah, the it came out of made nowhere. Yeah, so they did that. They helped get it unblocked. Yeah. Uh, and it was awesome because, I mean, I, we both love Ready or Not. We rewatched it recently. Still holds up. Great. Mm-hmm. And it's then, a wedding movie, so it was perfect. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then after that interaction, we have them on the Dead Me podcast on yeah. this very show. And it just was like, I felt like we'd known them forever kind of thing because they they come from such a similar background they got their start doing youtube and you yeah. can hear all about it in our episode with yeah them. i think matt chad and rob was the name of the uh-huh, channel yeah, they did yeah. sketch comedy which is how That's we started how we got our start too. sketch comedy on youtube they came over to our apartment for that podcast and like geeked out over the kill concept yeah it was so cool yeah uh unfortunately that episode the camera card filled up like we had a five minutes die. into film. There's, so, a, there's a few episodes where that happens and it sucks. I yeah. always hate when it happens. So there is video of the intro of that podcast. <laughs> the camera just dies. <laughs> and then it dies and the rest of it is just At audio At least with wavelength. those guys, they know. They know. They understand, They're, yeah. You know, they've surely worked on something where that's happened. <laughs> yeah. And but it's going to happen with anyone. Like we just hit it off with them so well because they're seriously so nice. Such uh, cool guys. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just kind of knew exactly what they were going to ask us to do. And what's so cool is they gave us pages of the script, which I don't, I'm probably not allowed to share, but I do eventually want to print them out because we're Chelsea and James in the script, which is, I think that was the thing when they sent us the pages. I was like, dude, James, we're just Chelsea and James in a Scream movie. And we had no context for any of it. They they were just like, you're kind of playing a parody of yourselves and like, you know, movie review sites and basically just be like really douchey. And then I had to redecorate this set and make we had sure. to take out anything that was I had like to cover too... up anything copyrighted, mm-hmm. um, which I worked in art departments. I was like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. I mean, and I then... think we were like, uh, we can film it on the podcast set. I think it'll go great. But we'll make the adjustments that we think are needed. Yeah. And we did. Uh, it was a phone call initially with the three of them. And then we set up a group chat that we still use <laughs> literally to this day. That group chat <laughs> is always popping. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we filmed it here yeah, on the set, they, obviously. They were like, here's the script, but you can like ad lib if you want. And we just kind of sent them. We did like a, almost like a rehearsal take that we sent and mm-hmm. just so they could see the setup and what it would look like. Then they gave us the go ahead to film the actual thing. And what was cool is, you know, I've, I mean, neither of us have seen ourselves like that in a movie talking. We're SAG eligible now, which is very We are. Exciting. We got our SAGy fucking letters right away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was neat is we had total control over what we sent them. So there was no anxiety going to see it like, oh, man, I hope I'm not. I hope I don't suck. Look, I hope they use the right take that we want. No, we we did a bunch of takes of our lives. We just said that, like, Chelsea, these are the best ones. Yeah, edited together. So that was cool. I wasn't, choices. like, super anxious going to see it or anything because I knew what was going to be there. Yeah, we had watched it. And they it. sent us, a, a like, a cut of it. They were like, oh, here's, like, you guys in the movie. But they kind of censored any, like, revealing information so james and i watched it so we were just sitting there listening trying to figure out, like who's in the back who is that talking like who's who's yeah, on the there, phone with someone this character? On phone. yeah, yeah. We, were, we it was like we were convinced that we would be right after the title card we thought the cold open would happen yeah that it would involve stab then the title card would hit and then it would cut to us like talking shit about stab uh that was not the case 
Um, I'm glad the the cold open didn't involve stab again, or like wasn't a stab movie again. They did that in Scream yeah, Four, yeah. so that's fine. But uh, yeah, we are not dead meat in the movie. No, uh, we're we film are fails. Film fails. I wore a hat to differentiate myself. I wish our graphics for this were as good as they are in that movie. The film fails like... Was it lazy, sloppy filmmaking? Yeah, with like primary colors, font, yeah. and like a fart noise. I don't know what's, <laughs> what else is going on there. I was like, damn, graphic design is their passion. We technically share a scene with Matthew Lillard since he's playing the chrome-faced right. ghost face uh, with the flamethrower. Technically, saying, we are on, technically, we're in a movie in a scene with Matthew Lillard. Yeah. I had no idea it was him until I think I'd seen the movie twice and I was reading articles like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's cool. We'll have to bring that up to him. Yeah. Uh, when we meet him. Uh, if Hi, we, we were do. in a movie with you. <laughs> Technically. We did bring that up with Jack, Jack Quaid. Quaid. We're like, you Hi, were watching we were us. in your movie. <laughs> You're watching us on the laptop. Did you know that? Well, there's the added silly little complication that when we were, we were doing They Talk, uh, I was doing a live stream and I mentioned in They Talk that an upcoming episode was Scream, and that I would be playing Ghostface. Uh, Dead Meat Shorts, love the channel, clipped that of I will be playing Ghostface and posted it out of context. And so oh, people geez. thought that you can Google and find people being like, is James A. Janice going to be the next Ghostface in Scream? No, obviously not. In no world would that happen. Yeah. But there was a little bit of confusion there. But then that started getting posted. And I was like, no. But we are going to be in Scream, but it's a secret. Like, we didn't tell anyone. We didn't tell anyone. I told my parents. We and told our, our housemates, the Gressels. Clearly, they're going to hear us recording. Yeah. <laughs> and just, we were so pumped. But, like, we we tamped that we, down. It was so and kept it secret. Hard. Do you guys know how? Like, from March to January? It just was like, here, sign this NDA about the coolest <laughs> shit ever. And it was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for the longest time, people have asked, what is the coolest thing that you've gotten to do with the channel? And my answer has been for two years now, uh, going to the the Stanley Hotel and talking to Mike Flanagan. Yeah, because that was fucking amazing. It was, yeah, it's finally been surpassed <laughs> yeah. because we're in a scream movie it's like the series that made me fall in love with horror movies. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I think the coolest thing has been I've been emailing one of my professors from college back and forth because we invited him to the wedding and he couldn't come. Mm -hmm. Understandably, we're far away. Yeah. Uh, but I told him, like, you got to go see. Because he was the one who, who I took the horror history and theory class he with. He, like, yeah, he, he kind of scream. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> started it all for me in terms of just, like, a like analyzing horror and, like, the history of it. And I remember that semester, Scream 4 came out. Yeah. And he we were talking about Scream 4 in that class. And so I emailed him, like, so the movie hadn't come out. I think it was coming out, like, a couple days. But like, they just filmed there in our college town. What and Scream Four? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they also, yeah, they also filmed it there. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I emailed him a few days before the movie came out and was like, "So you should go see the new Scream, <laughs> and you should know that like I'm in like a Scream movie because of your class." And right, that's just been that's been the coolest thing for me is like look like holy shit. Yeah, and we've gotten so many tweets and comments of people like telling us they saw us, telling us that it's awesome, congratulating us, saying they screamed in the theater. I wish we could respond to every single one, but like know that I have seen yeah. all of them and that it every time it makes me feel good. Like, yeah. Thank you. It's been so cool. And I'm, you know, what's been cool is at least I haven't seen, I'm sure it exists. Anyone being like, oh, they had to put dead meat, you know, like a uh, 
sick of those guys. Yeah, yeah. It's been a positive response. (laughs) I really like that. I'm glad that we're part of a movie that I genuinely love and think is really good and, like, probably my second favorite Scream movie after the original. It's Uh, a good thing that, like, since day one, we've been like, no, we're excited for these dudes to make it because how how much egg on our face if we were like, oh, they're doing another Scream. They shouldn't. And then they ask us to be in it and we're like, just kidding. We've always been a fan of this new Scream. <laughs> well, that was like, it's funny because that was what I initially said when I covered Scream 4 before this movie was ever even a, a conversation of like, I hope they don't make another one without Wes Craven. But then they announced this one with them attached. Yeah, and that- I was like, well, Ready or Not was great. So I trust the radio silence, guys. And I think I was saying that even before they were on the podcast or maybe after. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, since they were announced, I have been confident in the film. And I'm glad that that was not misplaced. I know that some people thought that it didn't stray enough from the Scream template, which I can agree with. Uh, It was very much a Scream movie. You watch those four movies, they follow the Scream template. Like, there's a formula. There's a formula, as Randy would say, and Scream 5 sticks to that formula. Uh, Maybe too much, but like... I still loved it and loved it as a Scream movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, like, cozy movie. I don't know how else. All the Scream movies are cozy. Like, like, Scream is very cozy. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, I guess that's that's that. Yeah. Yeah, Fingers crossed that they make. I can't believe we kept it a secret. My my hope is that they make Scream 6 because Scream 5 did so well. And then we get get to come back and get killed. Because, listen, Cotton Weary was just shown on the TV real fast in Scream 1. And that guy came back in Scream 2 and <laughs> got killed true. in Scream 3. Murder us. He's also Leif Schreiber, though. Yeah. <laughs> but did Leif Schreiber have a, a YouTube channel? That's true. <laughs> Dude, he would have a great YouTube. He could do, like, video essays where he just talks for four hours. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Got a good voice. No, that's a, It is. I, I love Cotton Weir is one of my favorite I love characters Cotton, of the Cotton Weir series. is such a cool. We're just going to talk about Scream. He's a, he's a nice, like, gray area character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk to you about our first sponsor this week, Dadgrass. Have you been interested in the medicinal benefits of weed but are nervous about getting too high? Or have you needed to stop smoking entirely because weed makes you really paranoid? A bad high super sucks. But that's where Dadgrass comes in. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that's really low in THC and high in CBD. That means you'll get all the great benefits of weed without getting stoned. It's super mellow. I really, really like this stuff. I keep some on my nightstand for those nights where I can't sleep. Or even if I'm really sore after working out one day, I know that I'm about to be really sore after getting back into exercise (laughs) after taking a long break. It's not gonna be pretty. CBD helps so, so much. The best is that Dadgrass is really accessible. It's federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash deadmeat. Go to dadgrass.com slash deadmeat for 20% off your first order. One more time, that's dadgrass.com slash deadmeat. Our next sponsor for this week is Keeps. So I keep looking at our photos from wedding week and I'm so, so happy for James because his hair looks incredible. 
He has genetic hair loss that runs in the family, and it's something that he's been nervous about basically since we started dating, and he's been taking preventative hair loss medication for several years. It's worked like a charm. His hair looks exactly the same as the day that I met him. Keeps is a simple, stress-free way to get the same kind of treatment. They offer virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered right to you every three months. Those medications are FDA approved and Keeps also offers the generic versions. So it's cheap, you can start treatment at just $10 a month. If you want to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash deadmeat to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash deadmeat to get your first month free. keeps.com slash deadmeat. Our last sponsor this week is AMC Shudder. Our friends at Shudder simply have the best collection of horror flicks anywhere around. I always love looking at their ad copy that they send me to read because they give me a list of new stuff and it's always very exciting. They just released this documentary all about folk horror called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Yes, it sounds right up my alley. They've got an accompanying collection of films too, featuring two of my top three horror films, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Wicker Man, the original, of course. I would have actually never thought to put those two films together like that in like a folk horror collection, but it makes total sense because they're both kind of rooted in these parts of their respective cultures that are really primal and animalistic and we tamp down on it because we're scared of it. It's so good. So if you love horror, obviously you do. You'll love Shudder too. Right now you can stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Go to Shudder.com and use code DEADMEAT. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com slash DEADMEAT to stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. One more time, Shudder.com slash DEADMEAT. Uh, now, I guess, you know, people probably want to hear a little bit about this little wedding. Oh my god, I'm not wearing my ring. Oh, uh, you sorry. fucked up. You I gotta get in the habit. I, I'm still the... not in the habit. It's a little <clears throat> big. We we're getting it resized. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't typically wear, like, jewelry, so. I've never worn yeah, jewelry, it's... so it's a foreign concept to me. Uh, when we leave the house more, I intend to wear it every time I leave the house, but, you know, most days are spent working and being at home. Yeah, I mean, like, most days just at home i usually don't put on like i didn't put on the engagement ring or anything yeah because it's at home yeah especially if, like you know you shouldn't wear it in the shower mm-hmm. you shouldn't wear it when you're working out just I like or cleaning and i clean a lot yeah yeah so, so cooking i don't so but i will wear it when we go out yeah i promise uh you can show that i'm tagged uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i will be proud to wear it but yes we finally got married. We yeah. got engaged in September of 2019. Yeah. And by the way, I'm excited to kind of like share all this stuff because, you know, I mean, it's not like I want to always be sharing our personal lives because we're kind of private. Like, that's not what we do. We're yeah, not like blogging about our lives about. or anything. But mm-hmm. this, like, it was just such a... Well, it was just so fucking great yeah, like, that I, wanna... I just want to live in it forever. Yeah. You know? I want to talk all about it. It was so fun. Yeah. So we got engaged in September 2019. At that point, we had been together for seven years when we got engaged. Yes. Or we're going on ten we're go- years. We're about this to be year. Ta- yeah, ten years this In August. August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you can tell it's so funny how the engagement pictures. My hair is so short. Yeah, it's great. I love that it's like a time lapse of uh, like how long. And honestly, you know what? I'm I'm glad I had the time to grow my hair out for the wedding. 
I know. I told you everything would be okay, even though we had to postpone it twice. I know. And it worked out for the best, I think. Yeah. Uh, considering how, how the event was. But, yeah, we got engaged in September 2019 before COVID was ever even uh, a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's funny is that we got engaged after our, you know, two of our best friends, Mike and Beth, had been engaged. And their wedding was in March of 2020. It was literally It was the one week, week before everyone went on lockdown yeah their one week anniversary was spent going to the grocery store and stocking up because like things were were about to go on lockdown and i remember at the wedding joking about like oh i hope covid doesn't like shut us all down uh it did but (laughs) (laughs) but so our initial engagement period was kind of like at least as far as our friends go because they were in the wedding party and and we shared wedding party members it was a lot of like all right when they're done yeah then we can do our you know uh bachelor bachelorette and engagement part just you know like all the the little things that you do like well you know we gotta wait till our friends get married yeah because being weird and taking attention away exactly and their wedding was march 2020 and ours was set for october 2020 so plenty of time after theirs was done for us to have our our period of uh wedding planning we did get our wedding planner uh, Thank God. Probably in in late 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, Kate, weddings by Kate, uh, fucking phenomenal Just person, human being, our life stuck with us the entire <laughs> two years. I don't know how we could have done this have. without no. her or a planner in general. Yeah, because wow, rescheduling this thing was the biggest headache. Yeah, as COVID happened, uh, you know that was the first thing on our minds was, is this going to affect the wedding? And COVID lockdown started happening in March of 2020. And we were like, well, I was like, you were- I think by t- October it should be okay, right? You were- uh- I was the eternal pessimist <laughs> yes. and I was always correct, which was really depressing. <laughs> it like didn't help mm-hmm. being right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, pretty quickly we realized October wasn't going to happen. Like by summer- it wasn't going to happen. And like, you know, we live very fortunate, privileged lives and uh, we never like to take that for granted, but it was a damper to be like, when are we going to get to have this thing? And I know that people throughout, some people were like, well, you can just like get married and then have a party afterward. But that's not the same to us. No, like, like us personally, we both, value like there's something about like the ceremony of it and the sharing with family and friends and having it be a big event i just that's like important to me yeah i understand that that's not important to everyone and that's cool if it's not but i guess yeah i hate the idea that it's like oh you want a big wedding uh that means that you don't actually care about the marriage you just want to have a party kind of thing and that kind of always rubs me the wrong way like no i want to celebrate this big life event with people and you know, it's, you're only going to get married once. Yeah, literally, uh, at least for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we wanted to have it be what we wanted. And so that meant waiting. And I think we, we, we I forget we when we it rescheduled it. January of 2021. Did we? I thought it was pushed to July. Um, We pushed it originally to, because I remember, uh, or did we push it to no, I think okay. I think we pushed it to like June or July. Yeah, and then we pushed it again to November. I think I for- I literally I forget think there were soft many- postponements of like should we so but I think we like we a- did send out another save the date to all of our guests for June like or July twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, hoping that that would work. 
it did not. Yeah. And so we did have to send out a third save the date, which at that point is a little embarrassing, you know? It was, it was honestly kind of humiliating. Yeah. Like, that was part of it, too. And, and it's like, everyone understands it's not your fault, but it mm-hmm. does have to suck being like, just kidding. Um, and it's sending, confusing. People and it's moving that time. Really, yeah, that sucked, too. Like, having to send invites over the course of several years, like, people moved, people died. Some people died? Yeah. Like... It, people splitting up mm-hmm. it's, and you so we had to keep going through our guest list to make sure everything was like good yeah and that sucked it just it felt like the stress of getting all of the, the if you planned a wedding or just a big event you know the guest list is the worst fucking part and our guest list was initially supposed to be 250 yeah. people which is a large amount of people for a wedding uh, but we wanted to invite all of our family and friends. And uh, friends was really important to us. We are very, you know, we're good with our family, um, our immediate family. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm less close to my extended family. Uh, you're you're pretty good with your extended family. Yeah, but they're like, also not super all in Michigan. close, but, you know, I wanted them all there. But, yeah, everyone's in Michigan, and my family's older, too. Yeah, but uh, so, and we've built a large network of friends out here. We moved out here uh, with a lot of U of M grads who we graduated with or knew in college. And I still say, like, what, there were probably 50 or 60 people who we graduated with at the wedding. Yeah. Like, we have such a strong, um, awesome group of friends out here. And, yeah. like, we're really lucky to have them. But uh, friends are very important to us. They're, they're the family that we chose and the family who has been there with us on a daily basis throughout our growth these past 10 years that we've been living out here. Yeah, I think that was a big thing with the wedding too is it felt like our families getting to actually meet so many people that they kind of just hear about but they I you know our parents are wondering constantly like who like who are kids around all the time? You yeah. know who are they friends with and I think it was I think at least I know my parents were like it was really nice getting to actually see these are the people and it, it made them feel like better you know it's like we're far away from you guys but you guys have like really good people around you and it's yeah. nice yeah so from that initial 250 list we actually downsized a lot it's uh, like one to, we ended up with 160 people at the wedding and that was because of just a lot of people couldn't travel because mm-hmm. the covid mm-hmm. and just um the cost of it and everything and so it wound up that my only blood relatives at the wedding were my parents, my yeah. mom and dad. Uh, literally didn't have any other relatives there. I had there. three blood relatives. There. My, my parents and my aunt. Yeah. Oh, and my aunt, sister. And, and your sister and your aunt's husband, who's not blood, but family. Sure, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you had you had three extra family members besides your, your parents. Yeah. Uh, the rest was all friends and acquaintances. And, like, you know... Uh, I'm sad that the family couldn't be there, but as far as the people who know us best, it, it's the friends, it's the people who were there. Um, yeah, it's it's not people who like we just knew when we were younger, and uh, at least for me, check in very sporadically. Uh, I wish more could have been there, but I'm I'm happy with the people who came because especially the people who came, and a lot of them were kind of last minute invites yeah because that's the thing when you when you have a wedding yeah and this is the the most um stressful thing maybe Mm -hmm. one of the most stressful things is when you tell your venue okay we're gonna have 200 some people there you sign a contract saying you will have at least this many people there pay for that and you were gonna pay for that and so we were coming in like way lower like 
really low. And again, Kate, amazing, negotiated it so that we we paid for fewer people and got more, like, the money that we would have spent on the other people got to go to other cool stuff, like yeah. extra food and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like, when we initially started the guest list, I'd be like, hey, parents, who should I invite? And they would give me all the extended family. I'd be like, all right, that's a lot, but I'll put them on the list. And then none of them came. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when all those people bailed, it's a month before the wedding, and we just start messaging everyone of like, Hey, I know this is last minute, but you want to come to this wedding? And so many so of them many said yes. So many people say yes. So many of them came. And that is like, oh, then those people really wanted to be there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't something they had to plan for. Like, they got told about it a couple of weeks ahead of time. And were like, yeah, I'll be there. And mm-hmm. they came and had a good time. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was it was so cool just seeing how many people last minute were like, yes. Like, abs. Like, Darcy the male girl. God bless. Yes, she was Last at her wedding. Minute, like she came and oh, her date had his tie around his head. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we did have an entire table of horror people. We had the, the spooky table. The spooky table that had the radio silence guys. Uh, Bonnie. Heather, Bonnie. Bonnie Aaron's uh, Heather Langenkamp, who did officiate the wedding. Yeah. Who? Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, we met her. Uh, at a convention, Texas Frightmare, and then did that escape room charity event with her where we got to talk to her more in a, a smaller, more intimate group. And that was right before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. But we got to know her really well, uh, well enough to invite to the podcast, which that episode is available to watch. After, right after filming that podcast, before she left the apartment, we were like, do you want to officiate our wedding? And she said, yeah. yeah. Like, just right then. She was like, okay, yeah. And, and that, that was with the initial date of yeah, October 2020. 2019, we asked and, her, I think. And she... Or early 2020. Mm-hmm. And again, she's another person who's stuck with us those two oh years. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, texted you on the initial wedding date yeah. and just told you to keep your head up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've talked to some friends who have gotten married and some who have had to do it in the church. And they, <clears> they have a, a clergyman marry them who doesn't really know them like they'll have a a brief interview with them ahead of time but like is just doing it for the ceremony part heather like got to know us so well yeah and spoke to us both as a couple uh very intimately and then also as individuals just to get to know uh, how we work as a couple and how we think of each other as individuals Mm -hmm. and her uh her, oh my her god speech, her... I, like there was not a dry eye in the house and i wasn't because i'm not really a crier no but then also the entire day i was sobbing it's yeah. it's so <laughs> wild how like i don't really cry at stuff um but the, the like emotions of a wedding day it was like fuck it was and like i think i've said it before on the podcast i like crying i i think it's like it's just a cathartic emotional thing that it, I don't know. It just it's like that's what being human is. Yeah, you know that that kind of level of emotion. And I uh, I probably I might cry more than you, honestly. Maybe like yeah. in response I guess it to like depends. movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe in like response to yeah. But sure. but that day, both of us were just blubbering messes the entire, the entire ceremony. Day. It was funny. The day before was the rehearsal. And uh, so we go there with the wedding party and with Heather and we're running through like how we walk down the aisle and everything. And it was so funny. Heather would like just be like, all right, so I say this part, yada, yada, yada. And we we're like, OK, uh, you, you do know what you're saying, right? And she's like, yeah, I have about 10 minutes prepared. And we're like, that's a long time to be talking about us. I, all right, we'll, we'll trust you with it. 
And uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It, uh, she mentioned Lucy without either of oh us asking gosh, her yeah, to. Oh my gosh, yeah, she thought to mention Lucy. And it was so sweet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's so weird though. How? Because I think also I I don't I don't love crying in front of other people. Maybe, oh yeah. And but it was so weird how no the setting of of this. I wasn't embarrassed at all. It just it's like, a free pass. Yeah. It just was what it was. <laughs> and my sister luckily had a bunch of Kleenex stuff down her boobs. So I had to keep <laughs> she had to keep taking them out of her dress during the ceremony. <laughs> oh my god, the ceremony, by the way. Oh my we had a uh the the night before. So we were supposed to have a piano player for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a miscommunication. I won't say whose fault it was. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't Kate's fault. It wasn't Kate's. Just And we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, We got an email the night before. So like right before the rehearsal dinner or after the rehearsal dinner. Even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like. It was after the rehearsal or no, dinner. No, it was. It was before because I remember talking about the rehearsal dinner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was like right before. Like 24 hours. Piano player, yeah, 24 hours ago for this wedding. And the piano player is like, by the way, I just wanted to confirm that tomorrow I'm doing cocktail hour and not ceremony. And no. We were like, but uh, we emailed you in December with the songs that we need you to learn and play for the ceremony. Yeah, we had screenshots of receipts with like, nope, we asked for these songs. And so we were just... And if it was the reverse, if it was like, so just confirm me I'm good for the ceremony, not cocktail yeah, hour. I would be like, care. all right, we'll have the DJ fix up cocktail hour. But this was the ceremony that we didn't, we no longer had music prepared yeah. for. <laughs> so I picked the music I walked down the aisle to while I was getting my hair done. That morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found, uh, yeah, we landed on those that morning. Yeah. Uh, I... The wedding party and me and my parents came out to... It was Heroes, uh, It was a a piano cover of Heroes by David Bowie. Uh, Initially, it was supposed to be Ziggy Stardust. I'm happy with Heroes. Uh, And cried the whole time for well sure. i was uh i didn't know that you were doing that i was expecting ziggy oh, and then yeah. upstairs I, I would just by myself yeah. so i could hear heroes and i just was like fuck i'm gonna cry this entire <laughs> time no yes so heroes escorted me and my parents the wedding party i found a piano and strings cover of this must be the place by talking heads it's so good it's so good i honestly I love that that ended up happening because now I can listen to that. Yeah. I, like, I have it. It's so linked it's to really it in the beautiful. description of this. It's incredible. Yeah. And our the DJ, Tetris Kelly, who's the best. Who's awesome. Tetris got Kelly. Got set you, up. He basically got all the music together and mm-hmm. made sure he timed it really well. And then we walked back down the aisle together to Demon Days by Gorillaz, which originally I was kind of on piano. But he, the, Tetris listened to it and he was like, should just play it straight from the album. And yeah, it was beautiful. Like, it worked so well. I'm so glad that it worked out. Yeah, it was great. Even though it was a very stressful 24 hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Especially because that morning we're apart. Like, you yeah. leave to get ready, and then I'm getting ready with the boys. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll, I'll fleetingly see someone who had just been with you, and I'll be like, she good? Because I know that we just dealt with the stress of this song situation, but yeah. it was all good. Uh, we did write our own vows. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was supposed to say mine first, but you went first, much to my detriment. Your vows <laughs> no, were incredible. Stop. 
And the the funniest fucking thing is that the whole time leading up to this, Chelsea's like, I don't know. I'm not a writer. Not. Like, I'm not a writer. Oh, you, too bad you wrote the best fucking vows ever. <laughs> they're, they were amazing. And I cried nonstop. Uh, and it was awesome. And then I had to follow that up with mine, which were fine. They but... made me cry. They were good. No, that's good. Yeah. Like, they were, they were perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was the ceremony and it was fantastic. I literally couldn't look anywhere else besides you because I was just too busy crying. And I yeah. felt like w- walking down the aisle and seeing everyone, uh, just from like past and present. It was really trippy. It felt like I was in a movie. Uh, I'm sure lots of people say that, but like just seeing the collection of fate, like high school friends, college friends, friends from out here. Oh man, it it was amazing. Yeah, even with like everyone having masks on, it was like that didn't even register. Yeah, let's talk about COVID. Oh yeah, people are probably like, "Hi, you had a giant wedding." We did have a 160 person uh, wedding, right? On the initial downslope oh, the of the Omicron, I feel like peaked a it, couple days. It had before. just crested and was starting to come down when we had our wedding. Uh, obviously, COVID's been a big concern for us this whole time. Yes, it um, has been. Omicron, like that happening was, I was so depressed. Yeah, and so because it was like we distraught. can't move it. It, 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 it was too it, late. It was to do move or it, die, yeah. and we couldn't move it. So uh, we took the measures that we could. Uh, Vac- I mean, mandatory vaccine. Mandatory for- vaccine, which was the the uh, uh, venue's requirement. Right. We would have done it anyway, but it took that responsibility out of it. But we did request. Uh, we we um, required, required a, neg- a negative test. So everyone had to have a negative test to come on yeah. top of being vaccinated. And a few people were texting me the morning of, of, I tested positive. I'm sorry, I won't be able to make it. And it, it sucked that they couldn't be there, but we really appreciated that honesty and that they took it seriously enough yeah. to test. We even had a guest, I think, who was like, I tested negative, but I don't feel good. So I'm not going to come just mm-hmm. in case. And it was just nice knowing that we're surrounded by people who are responsible and yeah. have everyone's best interest at heart as much as it sucked not having them there. And, you know, we were I, I don't think I thought of it much the day of uh, or during the event. No, it was just not on my mind uh, because I was having too good of a time. But I know the day the next day I was like, all right, we'll see. And yeah, that I was mean, the waiting game leading into it. I expected people to get COVID. I expected it to just happen at an event that size. And, you know, uh, everyone knew the risk going in. I said that during a speech at the wedding of like, thank you for assessing the risk and deciding this was worth it because we're all here. A lot of people wore masks, but we also ate dinner in a giant room where masks were off. I think by the time the dancing started, most people had gotten rid of the masks because, you know, of the testing and the vaccines. Turns out that two days after the wedding, I did get a text from someone saying that uh, they they had tested positive, but that they weren't sure when they had gotten it or when it yeah, was contagious. But they told, which was the right thing to do. Yep, they told us, and so we sent out an email to all of our guests, letting them know, hey, this person tested positive. Um, a couple of days after the wedding, they they tested negative prior to it. They didn't come to the next day after party that we had, but just so you all know, uh. We waited the the five days or whatever yeah, you're supposed to wait. James to and get I got tested. the PCR tests. We got PCR tests, as got, did our housemates. Same with my parents and my sister, who were like all staying with us too. Everyone tested negative. Not a single other person tested positive for no. COVID. And and we've gotten many emails and messages from people after that email saying, "Hey, I went and got tested. I tested negative." Yeah, a lot of people who like they have to get tested for work. So my guess is that that person flew in either the day before or the morning of maybe got it during travel, but it wasn't contagious at the wedding. 
they didn't come to the after party, and so they didn't spread it to anyone, and no one else got COVID. I, like, it's incredible. Uh, like, we probably got lucky, but yeah. uh, part of that luck was the precautions that we took and the seriousness with which our guests took it. Yes. And I just feel really fortunate that everyone who came took it seriously and that uh, everyone was fine. The, the one person who tested positive slept for 15 hours and then said they were good the next day. So, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm so grateful that we were able to have that event and then it wasn't a thing where it was like, wow, the wedding day was amazing, but too bad, you know. Everyone got COVID. Grandpa like, Earl died from spreader. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And I know, like, I know how much it must suck to just, like, we're fortunate in that we're young and pretty healthy. Everyone there, you know, everyone there was in a situation where they, even if they got sick, they knew that. They would be, you know, they don't have like pre-existing conditions. And some and people and didn't some come people, because. Right. Exactly. We had people who yeah. couldn't come because they they can't afford to get COVID. So like that's the thing that really bums me out is like it's it, I feel like we're, we're in a very privileged position to be like, yeah, you can do stuff. And it's like you have to have that safety net. Of, yeah. Um, but hey, vaccines work. And so do tests. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, so that aspect was great. Um, the reception, uh, our wedding party came out to, what's it called? Augie's it's like ceremonial. Augie's it's ceremonial the, march or something. It's the song that plays at the end of episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, the Gungans. Yeah, where he gets the big glowy orb. Yeah. Oh, during the parade. Uh, the, the official title is like Augie's ceremonial march and end credits. And we had to tell Tetris, our DJ, like, Make sure you cut it off before. Cut it off credits. before it goes into Star Wars. We don't need Star Wars theme. But they came out to that. It mm-hmm. was dope. Uh, and then, <laughs> oh yeah, your sister was your maid of honor, James Gressel, yes. our housemate, was my best man, and uh, he helped us greatly during that. So thank you, Gressel. Yeah. We love you, man. He also gave an incredible speech he at the reception. Her. Yeah. Like at that point, I thought I was dry on tears. He made me cry again. Yeah. He squeezed some out. All cried out. Yeah. By the end of the day, yeah. After the wedding party entered the reception, it was time for our entrance, which I still have not seen a good video I of. I haven't either. It's and I weird. And I need to, because we came out to Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea with a cape. I had a red cape on. Just like WWE. Shinsuke. Yeah, that's a WWE theme. Uh, there was a period in, I don't even remember when it was, 2019, 2020, when Sami Zayn was teamed up with Shinsuke and kept saying Shinsuke was an artist. And so he would like, it was when Sammy was too injured to wrestle. So he would just be Shinsuke's hype man mm-hmm. and come out and hype him up. And that's what we did. Yeah. So I came out with the cape because Shinsuke would have the cape and he would swoosh it around and Shinsuke just is crumping. I don't know. Oh, or, Sammy. I'm sorry, Sammy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sammy just crumping and being like, look at this artist. <laughs> that's, so that's what I did mm-hmm. to the best of my abilities. It involved a lot of jumping. I was very out of breath afterward. And thankfully, my suit did not uh, rip at all. I didn't even think about I that. I was sliding around on that floor, man. I fell back at one point and just kind of turned it into a dance move. So hopefully that was all good. Uh, my burgundy, I guess. It was like burgundy. I my think, suit. Yeah. Fucking love that suit. Yeah. Or like a brick red. Like it's. It's like a warmer burgundy kind of. I didn't want a black tux. Yeah. It'd be so boring. And yeah. your dress was fucking phenomenal. <sighs> that first look was when we started the crying. Yeah. And it didn't let I up. I was so that. happy you finally got to see the dress. That's yeah. been like a weird, just secret 
for two years. Like I pictures it on my phones. So I had to make sure like he didn't actually, you know, accidentally see him if I was looking at stuff. Um, so I'm so happy I don't have to hide the dress. <laughs> but uh, also it was like, it's a, not like a big dress, but the, the skirt is lots of tulle. And this whole time, cause we did like a choreographed dance yeah. for our first dance. And I was like, dude, James, I'm real nervous about this skirt. Cause it's, I think you, I, I think maybe I made it sound like it was gigantic. <laughs> Well, it was pretty big, it and kind of big. we did have to modify it for the dance because uh, before the reception started, we got to to hop into the room and practice the dance, which we went to six lessons, I think, with Krista and Calvin, your night choreo. Fucking yeah, they're so fantastic. Good. We they we got along with them so well. They <laughs> we like, invited them to, to the wedding, wedding? Yeah. and they came and they cheered for us, and they're awesome. And uh, we're gonna take more lessons with them just to dance together because I like dancing with you. Yeah, it's great. Chelsea was a ballet. Yeah, I did dancer. ballet for a long time. I and did like shows. summer ballet intensives and stuff. Like I was constantly doing ballet. So Kristen Calvin got us uh, a, a fantastic choreographed dance to As the World Falls Down uh, by David Bowie from the Labyrinth soundtrack. And we, yeah, went to their place about, I think, six times to rehearse it. Rehearsed it a lot at home. Yeah. Uh, put a lot like of- Like in our dining room. Mm-hmm. Just practiced it a ton. And then when we got to the reception room and started to rehearse it, you kept slipping on your dress. My, yeah. So the dress had a really long train and even bustled up where it gets like clipped up in the back. Um, the way that the skirt is, there's like kind of long pieces on the underneath to give it volume, but also those are, cause it's tool, like they swoosh around and stuff and I would just keep stepping on them. And it's like, I, the feeling was like when you wear socks on a wooden floor and you slip and it's that weird, that awful stomach feeling. You started being like, I'm so sorry if we can't do this dance. Yeah, I know. I was genuinely scared that we wouldn't be able to do it because I was like, I don't want to do this if I'm like. You know, even when I was being really careful, I was slipping and mm-hmm. it was such a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, you know what? The bottom of it is it's tool. You don't have to hem tool. Like if you cut tool, you don't have to do anything to it. It won't like fray or anything. And so our planner and her assistant just went to town. And my, they just cut the bottom. Not a ton. Like you wouldn't notice it was cut. And the ceremony was over and we got the pictures. Yeah. Like the good pictures. And it was so. like, I'm never going to wear it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, for something fun. But like <laughs> in terms of like, like we've done all the important stuff with it. Um, Just trim it basically. So and they so- took scissors and just fucking cut around the bottom of it. It was great. She did it in a way to where it worked. And that video is available on uh, the Dead Meat James Instagram. Oh, yeah. You so you can check that Instagram, out. Yeah. yeah uh, the whole dance. Uh, it's like two and a half minutes. Uh, it was one of my favorite parts of the night. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved doing it. I want to do it again. I know. I want to dance more with you. It was great. It was so good. Like, it was just the best day. I felt like I was high the entire day. Yeah. And we, you know, we had so many people there. We talked to as many as we could while we weren't jamming out to... So what are some of the tracks that played during the reception that people got fucking pumped for? The Mortal Kombat theme. Mortal Kombat theme. theme. Um, uh, a censored version of uh, Cooking 
by the book by the book featuring, featuring Lil, Lil John. John. It's like the song from Lazy Town with Lil John in it. And we had our DJ go through and censor out all the, you know, we don't mind swearing, yeah. but there were lots of, uh, he ride, says pussy so much. Lots of pussies, lots of ride that dick, it's yours, bitch. And we were like, how's this going to play at a wedding? Well, it turns out he censored it, but everyone, like more people than I thought knew the words to They it. just shouted so, them out. Okay. And so they covered it. Yeah. Didn't matter that it was censored because <laughs> you could hear every fucking word of all the people raging out to that on the dance floor, which yeah. is great. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I think I'll make a man out of you for Mulan. That was a yeah. uh, crowd pleaser. Yeah. Certainly Dragula by Rob Zombie Dragula played. And played the to... killer clowns theme for a little bit. Yep. Uh, John Masari, composer of that oh, film, yeah, John was Masari in attendance was there, at the wedding. Yeah. Yep. Uh, him and his wife. Yeah, that fantastic. playlist was just, it devolved into just meme songs real fast. Oh, Hamster Dance. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Uh, those were all on there. God, I can't remember what else was on there. Yeah, I, I know that when I posted a screenshot of the playlist on Twitter a month or so ago, people were like, can you share it after the wedding? I will. Just remind me to do it. It's four hours long. Yeah, they didn't play every song <laughs> on it because the reception's only two or three hours long. But uh, Tetris worked his magic and did the the perfect selection of it. We did do the Stevie Wonder, My Eyes Don't Cry No yeah, More, the a.k.a. De the, the Detroit, Detroit Hustle. Hustle. Uh, led that line dance. And there was a special occasion that Tetris introduced on the mic uh, about the time that we went to Mike and Beth's wedding and requested that their DJ play Rollin' by Limp Biscuit, And he looked at us and said no. And so uh, we got to play it at our wedding. And I, in fact, rapped along with it. We only mm-hmm. played the first verse, but that was enough to get a little bit of Freddie D yeah. in at the wedding. I wanted great. to have our... I feel like I mentioned this on our pod like literally when we first got engaged and i think we picked our venue because they give us the like two signature cocktails i literally think like years ago on the podcast i was like i want our cocktails to be chocolate starfish and hot dog flavor water yeah we forgot to name our our cocktails but they're supposed to name i think we had the option to and just forgot to but i I chose an old fashioned, and you had a ginger. It was like a ginger lavender. I don't remember what it was. It was really good. It was really good. All I the had food a lot was of good. Them. All the drink was good. Yeah. Uh, the music, everything was fucking great. Yeah. My first dance, my my dance with my dad. That's right. Was, uh, so if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and so I mean I watched that all the time as a kid with my parents. So my dad loves it too, and we did tequila for our dance together and. My, I walked with my dad out to the dance floor and he did like a, oh wait, like I, for, I forgot something. He turned around and grabbed these giant platform shoes from under the table. And he had them, he helped me put them on. And so then we did the little, and James played the saxophone and it was so good. <laughs> song a week beforehand yeah and like playing it wasn't that difficult there was a fun solo in it that i had to learn but then i had to memorize it because i didn't want to be sitting there reading music but i did it yeah it was so good broke out the tender sax i think there's a video of that that i can post uh of the dance and the sax because i was pretty proud of that i think a lot of people learned that day that i can play a mean saxophone we passed out tequila shots too during that song some people drank theirs too early and got a second one (laughs) the the dj had to get on the mic and be like 
please, if you're getting handed shots, do not drink them yet. Because everyone, dude, it was so, like, it was a very drunk. It was a wedding. very open bar. So. Yes. <laughs> I think there's just a lot of pent up energy too. Mm -hmm. Like it was pretty cool being such a big event after it's like we've all been cooped up. Yeah. My first dance or my dance with my mom was to Somewhere Out There from uh, uh, American Tale. American Tale. She chose that song just because it's a song about being distant because she's in Florida. I'm in California. And uh, your dad gave a great speech. Mm-hmm. about uh how you were young and would go to the union halls and <laughs> that was so funny because i think a lot of my friends realized like oh chelsea's not exaggerating when she talks about like her union upbringing I'm yeah like, yeah man like, <laughs> like that was the first thing you mentioned first, like, yeah chelsea would always be with me at the union hall and labor day parades yeah and, mm-hmm. and so he had had a written speech and then my parents were to give a speech and they were like we didn't write anything. Is that okay? I was like, yeah, just speak from the heart. And they gave a very nice, impromptu, very nice. wonderful speech. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was so nice to be, I don't know. It was so nice to be celebrated. It was so nice to see all the people there for us and um, enjoying our love. And then because we knew that we wouldn't have the chance to talk to everyone who we wanted to there, the next day, we finally got to share our house with so many people yeah. who hadn't seen it. And have an all-day after party, even had a taco truck come. Yeah. And that was really cool because even some people who couldn't make it to the wedding mm-hmm. came to the after party. That was nice. And that was like from a noon to 1 a.m. event. I mean, God, I went to bed and people were still here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I'm tapping Jackass out. 3D got put on at yeah, one point. Yeah, we were watching Jackass 3D. There was like a room of us and it was like room of us watching jackass and then everyone else who would pop in and be like oh no and yeah they would go to pop a in room. see someone with a, uh, a helicopter attached to their penis getting spun around yeah. and then be like i'm gonna go in the other room <laughs> yeah it was amazing i'm so glad that it worked out the way it did i will always remember just the way you looked mm. up there at the altar and <laughs> it was the best oh so i'm like i'm just glad i don't have to plan a wedding anymore <laughs> that was the other thing is like now we're the week after was like a nice break yeah i needed to recover we just played subnautica and we're still playing that we're still playing subnautica let's be honest uh we didn't go on an immediate honeymoon because ideally we'd like to go to australia i really want to go to australia so and i think they're still kind of locked down and also i think we just need a break we yeah and i just (sighs) i want to travel when everything's open yeah and it's more comfortable. So yeah. when we get the chance to, we will go to Australia for our honeymoon. And that'll be great. And you will hopefully all be understanding. Yeah, when we take more time off. When we take more time off. Because knowing that we didn't get to do our honeymoon immediately after the wedding. Yeah. But um, speaking of which, I mean, we've already hit the ground running this week. Mm-hmm. With, we had a three-hour team meeting the other day. Yeah, for stuff that's coming up this year. Yeah. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, when does Kill Count come back? Or, I mean, Kill Count, but, like, when do you on Kill Count come back? Yes, yes, of course. Zoran is doing the Kill Counts uh, mm-hmm. for now. And as of now, the schedule will be alternating on Fridays between a Zorn Kill Count of Tremors and a podcast episode. Yeah, so the podcast is, I did want to make sure we, we yes. mentioned this, it's on Friday, every other Friday now, and it is every other week, mm-hmm. which I know, like, it must suck if you listen to something every week and then it's, like, that, that sucks. sucks. Yeah. I get it. I'm sorry. I just, the every week release was getting real tough. Uh, it just felt like as soon as we finished an episode, it was just so immediately onto the next one that I didn't have time to like flesh out 
stuff as much as I wanted, or if I did, then it was um it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was too much. Like the weeks where I did really make an episode the way I wanted it to be made, it was I was working like unsustainable hours. So I it's got to be every other week now. I think, but yeah. that'll. Leave us time to do, you know, go back to some more researchy ones, and I don't know. I think I think it'll just be a better show. Yeah, uh, we'll be able to devote more time and energy to each episode rather than rushing them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoran is killing it with the Tremors kill counts. Uh, you know, I, I I am still involved with those to a small degree. I I do like read over his scripts, do a little bit of a rewrite on them because I just, I can't not. Yeah. I just can't, I can't not. I have to be involved, especially with the the show that I, I built up. But I will be back hosting Kill Counts. I think July 1st is a Friday. Mm-hmm. So that will be the perfect time. I, six months away from the Kill Count, back on July 1st. The first episode back will be Halloween Kills because, you know, that's one that people are waiting to see. Uh, so you can look forward to that. But in the meantime, we're going to be doing lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, we have lots of plans. We'll see what what happens and what doesn't. We probably don't have the time or energy to do everything we want to do, especially because we are working on getting a movie made. Uh, yeah, we're we're producing a movie. Yes, we are producing a movie that our friend Nick wrote. It is a uh, I can tease some co- some details, right? Yeah, it's a horror comedy about uh, inspired by the football rivalry between Michigan, our alma mater, and Ohio State university and it's a script that nick wrote a few years ago yeah and that i've been working on it with him for like years at this point yeah trying to get it made and it feels like it's finally happening now i just think it's such a good script i'm really excited about it you two uh have been working on it for years um he brought in a producer named Mark Sennett, who has produced some Stephen King miniseries films Mm -hmm. with mick garris before Mm -hmm. uh and then i came on to the project to to just help and give my uh, opinions and stuff. We've made sure that it will be a gory, uh, yes. fun. <laughs> like it has to be gory. That's the thing. Yeah. That's like our big thing. Yep. And yeah. uh, we're, we're aiming for like a freaky-esque tone of it's a horror comedy, but one that doesn't hold back as far as the, the kills go. Yeah. Because that's important to us, yeah. obviously. We're having uh, Max DeLeo directing. Yes. First time uh, director. But if you look up his, name his IMDb, IMDb credits are wild. Yeah, he's he's done Cam Op and like second Unmarvel unit directing stuff. on tons of Marvel movies, Clint Eastwood stuff. So like Soderbergh, like yeah. yeah. So uh, he is an experienced man who is ready to move on to directing, and apparently has the full trust and faith of a lot of people who have worked with him, ready for him to take the step and are ready to work with him in that capacity. We are moving along on that process. It's yeah, taken, so look forward yeah. to it. Pre-game is Pre-game. the name. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We will make sure of that. Yes. You know us. You should trust us by now. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like that's it for this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, not next week. I guess next episode. So the week after next. Wow. There's like not an elegant way to get Next episode. That. Our next episode, uh, Friday after next, we are going to review the Nighthouse because we haven't fucking seen it yet. Yeah. And I really want to. I expect to like it. I yes. I I don't know. I'm going I'm trying to go into it. no expectations. I saw a single trailer for it. The trailers and very it looked cool. fucking cool. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm not going to read or or see any more trailers. I'm just going to go see it. Didn't get a chance to when it was out in theaters. So let's see it now. 
and review it on this podcast. I am hoping that it is as good as I hope it will be. Yeah, we'll have to watch it early enough just in case it's one of those movies where I'm like, oops, we watched this and there's so many layers that I got to <laughs> spend hours thinking about it and writing really detailed notes about my analysis of it. Because that sometimes movies are just stealth, like, mm -hmm. you know, really dense. It'll happen last minute and then you're screwed. So we'll watch it real soon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is that all we got for now? I think so. Um, Feels good to be back. I feel like I'm feel still good. exhausted from getting I think married. that's just life. That just, that's just what this is now. Yeah. This is being an adult. <laughs> Doesn't help we've been up like every night up to like two or three playing Subnautica. Fucking Subnautica below zero. Subnautica below zero, which is very good. Yeah. And I want to go play that. Yeah. Got to spruce up our base a little bit. Yeah. All right. Dude, our base is really fucking cool. Especially when we got the jukebox and now we're playing all those awesome Subnautica Dude, songs. Dude, the Subnautica soundtrack. I Does Subnautica count enough as horror to just do an episode about Subnautica? Uh, it's your podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast, baby. <laughs> oh, man. We got a truck named Trucky. It's great. We're having a good time playing that game. It's all very right. good. Okay. Uh, who starts the outro nowadays? <laughs> until you, I think you start it until next week. Oh yeah, social medias. Oh yeah. Uh, for now, at Dead Meat James on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, we were talking yes. about maybe changing it to Team Dead Meat. And so for now, at Carebeck, C A R E V E C C on Twitter and Instagram, might change it to question mark. I don't know. Yeah. Something that is like a word and not like my automatically generated user email from college. Yeah. That I've just been using <laughs> since then. I don't know. I don't know. Follow us on there and then just keep following it. <laughs> We're doing change. lots of like housekeeping right now, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's that it is the season. Mm -hmm. But until next time, or is that right? Yeah, until next time, because that's not next week. Yeah, but you don't start that. I don't remember. How about you start it? <laughs> so until next time, I'm Chelsea and I'm James, and this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. <laughs>